0: This is AutoLine Daily reporting on the global automotive industry. Car sales fell 2.4% last month in the U.S. market. Ward's reports the SAR came in at 16.5 million units versus 16.9 million the year before. Even so, automakers sold 1.2 million vehicles in February, and anything over a million is still a good number. But here's something else that jumped out at us. Both Audi and Mercedes saw their sales drop over 12%. The Audi A3, A4, A5, Q5, and Q7 saw big declines. At Mercedes, the GLA, GLE, GLS, and GLC had double-digit drops. You know, it's one thing when your passenger cars start falling, but when your SUVs drop off, something's wrong. Volvo says it wants zero deaths in its vehicles by 2020 and now it's focusing on driver behavior to reach that goal. It's going to put a limit on the top speed on all its new vehicles of 112 miles per hour or 180 kilometers an hour. Volvo also plans to use technology that makes sure the driver is alert and paying attention and will even use geofence speed limits in key areas like around schools. Ever since the U.K. voted to leave the European Union, vehicle finance costs have gone up as much as 49%. When combined with the falling value of the pound, it is costing drivers an extra $128 a month or about $6,000 over the life of a loan. More than 90% of new vehicles bought in the U.K. are financed, so people are in for a nasty surprise at how much their next new car will cost.
1: Lighter, safer, stronger, quieter, and more sustainable. Tell us where you need to go and we'll help you get there. Dow Automotive Systems, we don't succeed unless you do. Electric car advocates often claim that electric cars are easier to manufacture because they use fewer parts compared to cars with internal combustion engines. But that's not really the case. There is no productivity advantage when assembling electric cars compared to those with internal combustion engines. Gunter Opfalter, the president of Magna Europe, says they both use, and I quote here, about the same number of assembly stations and line workers. He ought to know Magna is the giant Tier 1 supplier that makes both the Jaguar I-PACE electric and the Jaguar E-PACE, internal combustion engine, on the same line at its assembly plant in Graz, Austria. Jaguar contracts Magna to manufacture them. While electric cars do not have gas tanks and fuel lines or radiators and hoses or exhaust pipes and mufflers, they do require other assembly steps that piston engine cars do not require. For example, the installation of the battery pack on the iPACE requires two separate assembly stations that are part of a feeder line located off the main assembly line. The battery pack is a massively large part that is lifted into place from under the car, then secured with multiple bolts to become a structural member of the chassis. Once the pack is installed, the vehicle moves to a second station where more workers connect wires and perform quality checks. It's a more complicated process than, say, installing the gas tank on a piston engine car. Moreover, with the iPACE, the installation of the electric motor requires more line workers than installing the gasoline or diesel engines in the ePACE. Both vehicles use a modular cradle which includes the engine, the transmission, and front suspension. The cradle is fed in from under the car, then bolted into place. While it takes four men to install the module with a piston engine, it takes six men to install the one with an electric motor. This is partly due to the design of the air suspension on the electric I-PACE, which is more complicated than the simpler strut suspension on the E-PACE. Even so, Installing the electric motor module requires 50% more labor input. As already noted, piston engines require the installation of other parts and components that are not needed with electric vehicles, but electrics require assembly steps of their own. In the end, both types of cars use about the same number of assembly stations and line workers. So the claim that electric cars are easier to make is not true, or certainly it's not true in the case of the Jaguar I-PACE. EV proponents point out that electric motors have far fewer components than a piston engine, and that's correct. But it's a misleading comparison because it does not compare total system to total system. A battery pack, for example, can contain nearly as many parts and components as a piston engine. Sandy Monroe, the president of Monroe and Associates and an expert in benchmarking cars, says that on a system-to-system comparison, Electric cars and internal combustion engine cars are about the same in part numbers. So while there are many positive aspects to electric cars, it's not true that they use fewer parts or are easier to assemble.
2: Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone Tires. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, advanced materials that deliver better results.
0: It wouldn't be a day in the auto industry without news about Tesla. And yesterday, Elon Musk tweeted that the company will open its first Supercharger V3 station on Wednesday. But we still don't know what the charge rate will be, which vehicles it's compatible with, or where it's located. Elon also revealed that Tesla will unveil the Model Y on March 14th. He said the SUV is about 10% larger than the Model 3, so it will cost about 10% more and have slightly less range. Ford has once again ended production of the Taurus. You probably remember that the car was killed back in 2006, but was revived a few years later as a rebadged version of the 500. The Taurus was built at the company's Chicago Assembly Plant, but Ford is investing $1 billion at the facility to expand production of the Explorer and Lincoln Aviator. And while we're speaking of Ford, everyone knows how Henry Ford built the company, but on last week's Auto Line After Hours, Ford historian Bob Kripke explained why Henry's son Edsel was equally important.
2: Well, I think that often his own son gets forgotten of how much he contributed, and they made a great pair because Henry was mechanical, and streetwise. Etzel was educated in Artie. He was in the design. Mm. And he was the one that brought a lot of the design innovation to the cars and urged us to do wild looking prototypes and all of that stuff. And it, and it worked out kinda cool and I'm sure that his dad would kinda go, Oh gosh, what's that? you know, or something. Because he he even resisted moving from the Model T to the Model A in 1928. But you know what? He did listen to his son. And I thought it worked out pretty good. So he he was, I think, always forgotten in this equation. You remember Charlie Sorensen. You remember Lee Iacocca. You remember a lot of the characters that have worked for Ford Motor Company. And they all contributed. If there's one thing that I admired about Henry Ford is he wasn't afraid to hire somebody that knew more than even he did and and cultivated him and said, go to it. Do what you got to do. And I think that was one of our main successes. I do.
0: You can watch that entire discussion right now on our website, autoline.tv, or you can find it on our YouTube channel. But that's it for today. Thanks for watching, and please join us again tomorrow.